You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby, and I am your host today. On today's episode of the Performance Group Podcast, I have both Nick and Leanne Rogers, the Rogers of Schnepp Realty here in the lovely town of Pendleton, Indiana. And on today's episode, I told them that they were not allowed to prank me, although (laughs) I know they prank themselves a lot. That was my only golden rule, and I told them to watch out because I might have one at the end of this. So... We should have prepared, huh? No, I, prepared. I, I specifically, I didn't even tell you about that to even plant the seed. Yeah. So. I knew something would come about it. So, I'm glad you didn't. Yes. Um, I'm wearing sandals, so that means I'm open to all sorts of bad things to happen to my toes, and I don't need any excitement in my day. Yeah, that's the worst thing ever, too, like stubbing your toes. Oh, terrible. No, I don't need that. So, thank you guys for joining us. Um, the, the listeners, the many, um, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of <laughs> listeners of this podcast, um, they probably actually already know who you are yeah. due to the many outrageous things you do, not only online, but for our own community. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so you guys are both realtors, mm-hmm. yeah. um, ex-athletes turned mm-hmm. school teachers turned realtors. Right. Yes. So that's one heck of a thing. So you guys actually started dating in high school, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. So we were high school sweethearts. We, like our freshman year of high school, so we were 14 um, when we started dating. And then all through high school, all through college, and then we got married at 23. Yep. And... Um, 2011. Mm-hmm. Yep. Better get that right. Nick. He's yeah. still putting up with me, so... That's a decade! 11 years. Yeah. Oh, we've been together. I, I have to calculate it. Okay, get uh, So I'll do that while we're talking. 2001. 9-11 was freshman year. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, anyways, yeah, so we've what been together to it. forever. Yeah. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> you know, 20 years or so. So, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. especially being young folks, I mean, 20 years is a long time. That's how old I am. That's right. insane. You guys yep. really... Yep, for sure. So, so we've been time. married 11 years. Yep. But, yeah. Two beautiful daughters. Yes. Yep. Brinkley is eight. Hadley is five. She's about to be six. So, they're just kind of starting their journey with school and sports and stuff and... We're having a blast. Yeah, this has been this has been like really the first year where it's starting to get wild. Where, you know, you got one kid at one thing, and somebody else got to be here at the same time, and so it's definitely starting to starting to heat up. So yeah, you look at the ball fields and everything in Pendleton. I'm trying to think back to when we were kids. Right. Yeah. Parents running this way, parents running that way. Kids got practice. Everybody's got practice. Someone asked us the other day because we always show up in different separate vehicles. And they're like, why do you do that? I'm like, we are always coming from a different place. Yeah. Like, one has one kid, one has the other. One has the softball bag, one has the cleats, one has this. Like, it's a hot mess. Uh, yes. It's a hot mess. But yeah. we get them there. Plus, yeah. you're showing homes and yes. all the other things that you do. Well, and like, you know, Nick will drop him off and then go to his appointment. And I'll leave my appointment and pick him up. So, 
that's the beauty of our schedule. You know, it can be very flexible. We do work a lot of nights and weekends, but um, we can be there for our kids. Yeah, absolutely. And most of their events. Well, I think that's something people always ask us, too. They're like, they're always kind of like, you know, hey, I don't want to infringe on your, your evening or your weekend. I'm like, dude, our, that's how we operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our kids understand it. They've been through this, you know, since the day they were born. So it's just kind of... Yep. It's our type of crazy, and yep. we we enjoy it. So. Yeah. So, so you know all about girl being a girl dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just now hitting the girl out of the baby stage and into right. like the girly things. Because um, they're really the same up until a certain point, like whether yeah. you're a boy or girl. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm kidding. When when I found out that Brinkley was going to be a girl, I literally thought to myself, like, what the hell am I going to do? Uh-huh. And. You know, it, pro- I mean, when they're when they're t- when they're infants, I mean, it's, it's they just wear different color co- clothes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, my whole thought was, is like, dude, I know like GI Joes and like Marvel action figures. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about Barbies and everything like that. But it's you know now that they're kind of getting older and he's the life of the tea party. Heck yeah, he is. <laughs> they Pinky, they end, out. <laughs> they end up liking. I mean, you kind of imprint on them and. You know they they kind of find their own way and yeah so it's 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 been good but I was I was nervous I believe that I believe that and I'll tell you now I've got obviously a, a little girl I think I want nothing but girls right yeah. I coach high school wrestling those boys are gross oh. I don't like any of that the girls get ready for the drama yes sticking with their mother they love their dad no matter what right yeah, I that's do, true. yeah it's so easy like I, I look at my you know i look at my nephews and they're always they're always falling down they're always running into something uh-huh. they're always breaking something uh-huh. i'm just I'm, seems like, like an expensive yes thing. yes, yes. Lots of a different kind of expensive yes. but it's expensive nonetheless <laughs> right yes they're exactly. both expensive so I, i'm the same way like i don't i don't know that that I could handle a boy now. Like I think I yeah. would have been the same way. Like I just, I, I like I like being a girl dad, and yeah, that's kind of what it is. It fits into your kind of the, the life kind of perfect for right. you. Plus, yep. they're smarter than boys. No offense <laughs> to boys, but boys don't figure anything out until literally I'm 25 Later. years old. Yes. Right. I I still don't think I have anything You're only figured 25? out. 25. Yeah. So oh. that's the thing is like wow. I'm pretty sure I just kind of like hit like stride. Right. And Your brain be- just got fully developed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So like that's why I'm not 100% sure. Like the right. boys, right. Yep. they take a heck of a lot more to get get started. Right. You got to hire to hold their hand a heck of a lot longer than these girls. Yeah. Miss Independence is what they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys are both um, collegiate <laughs> athletes, correct? Nick was. Nick I was. was not. Well, yeah. Nick's seven foot tall. Yes. So if he didn't go into college sports, everyone would have been like, what a waste of yeah, seven like, feet. Like, what, what, is, what is this guy yes. doing? So you're on the wall at the high school, right? Yes. All state, 2000 and what year? Uh, 2005. Um, I was Pendleton Heights' first Indiana All Star. Um, at that time, I was um, all time leading scorer and all time leading rebounder. And Who did you pass that off to? Kellen? I, yeah, pass that off to Kellen. Um, it's a lot harder. Good company. Yes, yes. good company. Um, well deserved. But when you're playing down in the paint, shooting a lot of twos, it's a lot harder to get to that point uh-huh. instead of, you know, a sniper like Kellen is from, from three-point land. So, yeah, um, 2005 Indiana All-Star, um, went to Southern Illinois um, University <clears throat> under Matt Painter. And ended up coming back home, played a couple of years at AU, 
um, before kind of was just time to hang it up with my knees and then it got into coaching. So. Yeah. And then you guys both decided to be teachers, right? Yeah. So my parents, you know, obviously my parents have been in real estate my whole life. Um, and I originally said I wanted to go into real estate and they were like, that's fine, but you have to go to college first. So they sent me to college. I decided to be a teacher and I did that for a couple years. Um, and then the way teaching was 10, 11 years ago, it was just crazy. You couldn't find any jobs. And yeah, I was going to say it was a much different time yes. than, than now because like it, I would almost equate it to kind of the housing market right now. Like yeah. literally when you would apply for a teaching job back then, there could have been a hundred other applications. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where yeah. for like one or two positions, same thing, mm -hmm. you know, for housing right now. Yep. Um, so it was extremely difficult, no matter who you knew, trying to get that so job. So I always tease my dad. Like, he, they literally forced me to go to college. Like, you can do whatever you want after you get a college degree. And yes, I do appreciate that he did that. But I was like, that's funny because you literally paid for a degree that I do not use. <laughs> right. So sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> but it made him happy. So hey, there yeah, you go. formal and informal education. And it's right. nice to know that we always have something to fall back on right. if we if we had to. People are like, "Do you miss teaching?" I'm like, "Not really, not in this day and age." Would you go back to it? Not unless I had to, you know. Yeah, yeah. You guys got a pretty nice gig now, and it right. allows the flexibility that teaching does not. Well, and as much as you try to stay out of the family business, I think you understand this. You just kind of fall right in that. And I think it's a good thing. And, you know, I tell my parents this all the time. I'm like, you're lucky. Not all people who have parents who are successful in business have kids who aren't, like, complete idiots, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, same for you. Like, you're lucky. <laughs> Did you call me an idiot? No. No, you know what I mean. No. You know what I mean. Well, I know what you mean. Oh, I don't know. We were all there. Your parents are lucky too. You know, your dad is lucky Thank too. Thank you. This is why this is why you're here talking. Right. Yes. Tell me, tell yes. me, I'm pretty. Thank you. Um, and then you know it helps them too because they know when. I mean, they'll retire eventually. Yeah. And we can carry on the business. It's a perpetuation plan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that college education, as formal or informal as you look at it, it prepared you for where you are today. Oh my gosh! Right. I mean, everyone needs to go to college. It's a great, it's a good experience big you know big learning curve for sure yeah you grow up there yeah oh absolutely yeah so then you guys got married at 23 that's like as soon as you graduated from college you were waiting Literally. for graduation day for permission i think right yes so i graduated in december and then we got married in wait no no we waited a year yeah after we graduated so we graduated in december we got married the following december so yeah, so we waited. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like we were, we would have gotten married sooner. Like much, we were like those twenty-year-olds. They're like, let us get married. We want to live together, you know. And you know that just wasn't <laughs> in the cards for us. Um, so yeah, as soon as we graduated college, we were we were married. And yeah. So I remember <clears throat> we rented our first house, and I was like, it's five hundred dollars a month, like. And I went to my parents. I was like, is that normal? Like, is that too much? Like, are we going to be able to afford that? I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And so, anyways, now looking back, I'm like, I'd love to have that $500 a yeah, month payment. I'd love to have payment. that $500 a month. <laughs> Can we go back to the duplex on Tile Street? Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you so. can make a phone call. It's 1200 bucks right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Guarantee it. We should have bought it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as an investment. So, yeah. So, that's pretty crazy. So, then... How long into your marriage before you guys both became realtors? Leanne, did you become a realtor first or yeah. was that like a jump off the... So I became a realtor. Um, I was actually still teaching at the time and doing both mm -hmm. for about a year. And then I went full-time in the real estate business. 
And then Nick, I think, was maybe three or four years later. So my my kind of journey and jump in was a little bit different. I obviously, I loved being a PE teacher. I love coaching. Um, but after we had, you know, with Brinkley, it was one thing, like, I felt like I was teaching so far away. I was an hour commute back and forth. So, I mean, two hours round trip um, just to find a job. And I was missing so much. So, then when we had Hadley, I I hung that up and I came back closer here um, and got a job at Greenfield. And that's where I was, you know, really started to think because I had lots of offers to coach other places. And... It was finally her mom just approached me and was like, look, you know, why don't you kind of take take a turn mm -hmm. and, you know, go down this real estate path and, you know, have more flexibility like we talked about. And you would have done it a lot sooner, but I am a nervous Nelly mm -hmm. about a lot of things. And so he taught and worked for us for maybe two or three years before. Right. And every year he was like, can I quit this year? Can I quit teaching? I'm like, please. It's, it's and I'm like, no, we need to, it was the health insurance. I was like, we have to hold on. I feel that. Yeah. The health insurance. Cause if not, we'll be completely self-employed. Right. And so every year he was like, do, do I have to go back and teach another year? I'm like one more year, one more year. And we, he finally did it. And it was like, why did we not do yeah, this Yeah, we should have known you know? this sooner. Um, obviously, you can make more money in real estate than you can in education. God bless them. They should make more. Educators should make way more. Um, but, you know, we bit the bullet and um, went for it. And that's we've not looked back. Yeah. So, And that's been several years. I was thinking on the way here the years. I can't even remember now. They all kind of run together. But he's been with us full-time several years. Yeah. Probably three or four. Right. So. That's a long time. So then... All right, I'm just trying to do the math in my head. Mm -hmm. So when, what year were you guys on? Um, I was going to say Family Feud, but it's not Family Feud. Uh, American <laughs> Funny Videos. Yeah. Was that were that you already there? That would have been there? Brinkley's kindergarten year. Yeah, so, so two that years was ago. two years ago. Oh, so. man, that was that recent? Yeah. It, it was two years ago, and then the actual event that happened that got us on Funniest Home Videos happened like maybe a year or two before, before that. that. Okay. Before we actually turned it in. Yeah. yeah, so for everybody that's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, um, Nick and Leanne and your whole family were all on American's Funniest Home Videos right. due to, um, like I said at the beginning of this entire podcast, yeah. these two um, are pranksters, whether that's online with uh, yes. Princess for his birthday last week. Which is still on the back of my truck, by yes. the way. That means that he just likes it and he really yes. is a princess, or he just enjoys being called Princess. Um but they're pranksters. They're always going back and forth online. And um, I don't know whose idea it was, but somebody pranked somebody mm -hmm. with what I assume was a fake lottery ticket. Right. Yes. Um, and ended up actually, did you win? Did you just end up on the show? How's that? Okay, so his precious mother-in-law, We she's the most gullible in the family. So every year at Christmas, we do $10 and scratch-off lottery tickets. Heck yeah, we do. So, and we just, everyone just sits there and does them, you know? So I'm always in charge of like the envelopes. So everybody brings their stuff and I put it in the envelopes because I have my home office there. So I was like, we're going to get her this year. So I ordered the fake lottery tickets on Amazon or something and I put them, so I knew which envelope was hers. And then I said, um, let's go by the oldest. No, wait, what did I, I can't, I can't remember how I made it. So I made sure she got she, the envelope yeah. that had the fake tickets in it and all of them were fake. So then she scratches off the first one and she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I won five grand. <laughs> and and it, it just kept getting deeper and deeper. Yeah. And I was sitting really far away from it. 
Nick and, and I started feeling so bad. She, we were like, she's so excited. Leanne kept turning the camera towards me, and multiple times I was just like, like it just How kept getting worse her? and worse. Yeah. And it got to the point where my brother started reading the back where it just says like ridiculous stuff. Yeah, she finally and, got it. But it, it literally took it's her like a couple sentences in because it's like she, you know, it was like, you can claim this at Tooth Fairy headquarters, <laughs> like all this stuff. And she was still like screaming. Yeah, so we, like, we posted on Facebook and everybody loved it. They're like, you got to submit this to funny some videos. And I will admit, I did try to right at the beginning, but it made you fill out all this crap. Like, you just didn't want to do the paperwork. Yes. I was like, I don't have time for that. I just want to sit in the video. Do you like it or not? You know? So I never did anything with it. And then like a year or two later, I was like, I'm going to finally do it. Right. You had to sign all these permission slips saying that like you have permission to show the video or whatever. So they call me up and like literally I get a phone call and it's like Los Angeles, California. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, That's what weird. is this? So it was a producer from the show and she's like, hey, we, we're going to air your video. And so she starts asking me all these questions about who's in the video and yada, yada, yada. And we had to get permission from each one of them to be whatever. And she's like, okay, we're going to air your video. We're going to send you a t-shirt. So she did that, and then, like, two days later, she called back, and she's like, you've been selected as the final three. Right. So we're going to fly you to L.A. Heck, yeah. And it's, like, a weekend-long thing. All, you know, all expense paid, all obviously. And they film, like, three or four shows yes, the same day. Uh, it's an exhausting day. So all the, sure. all the people stay in the same hotel. So, like, you saw different people going mm -hmm. to, to, film Your enemies. Their, to film their show. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it was just an awesome experience. And so we ended up winning second place. They stole the freaking win from us. Like, we should have won. I'm going to look straight into the camera here, <laughs> okay? I understand that a lot of the videos that went on that show are about kids, <laughs> small children, okay? Those aren't funny. They're cute. Uh-huh. And thank goodness... When they do, like, the, the end scene where they got, like, the final two people, thank goodness they swiveled that camera away from me fast when we lost because I was hot. That family, you know you stole that, that win. Yeah. It was we funny. won. Ours was, was funny. funny. Yours was cute. He's still salty about it. I couldn't tell. Oh, so, so if you would have won, we would have won $10,000. Oh, and a chance to be on the $100,000 show. So then you would have had to fly back out like a month right. later, uh, which kind of stressed me out too. So not not that I'm not happy we didn't win, but like I was like, well, this is a and this was So this was pre-pandemic, and literally we were all packed the night before to go. And our youngest, Hadley, wakes up and had like a huge fever. Oh, no. So they had to make the decision to stay home. So it actually only ended up being my mom and dad and me and Brinkley that went out there. Um, so I mean, makeup for the first time. How was that? That that was interesting. Yeah, I mean to have kind of Hollywood makeup artists like pouring over you, and there were lots of odd things like when you're such a large individual. Yep. Um, like they didn't really they didn't like my tie, so I had to take my tie off. <laughs> um, also, like they they position people mm -hmm. around you before they take the shot. So I messed up a lot of shots. They were like, "Oh, well, we got to add somebody here." Yeah, well, yeah. There's <laughs> so, and I mean, your it, head's missing yes. From and my it. and my dad's a big guy too. I mean, my dad's six eight. I'm six nine. Um, so I mean, we're not your normal family. But if you can see the picture at the end with us and Alfonso, it's hilarious because, like, literally, my daughter is almost taller than me. That's <laughs> amazing. So funny. Um, but what's funny is there's probably been three or four videos like or things that we've done since then, and I'm like, I could probably submit that to funny right. videos. So I'm like. I don't want to be that person. Yeah, we don't. I don't, we, want, we I don't, don't want to be obnoxious. We don't want to be AFV lifers. Yeah. 
always chasing, always chasing, Ch- the chasing that same high. Yes. Chasing that same yes. high. Yes. Are we gonna win? So. Yeah, so basically our life is crazy. Yeah, and you're a YouTube video. Yeah. We're, you know, we just, like, business is hard, life is hard, things are serious. But, like, when it's time to have fun and cut loose, like, we are down. Right. And I think that's important. I think a lot of people kind of miss that. They get lost in the, right. you know, the hustle bustle because obviously you guys live a busy life. Yes, yes. So it takes a special kind to kind of slow it down. It's our outlook. Laugh know? at each other. Laugh that's at my yourself. Therapy. I mean, yeah. like, that's a hard thing to do. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, luckily, like, and you know, I know my mom will never see this, but we we have done we some horrible, horrible pranks to her, mm-hmm. and uh, not horrible. Yeah, horrible sounds like you cut her like We only did one. We only push did her down the no, stairs. Right? Sean. No, we didn't horrible. Okay, okay, so quickly. Okay, I'll do it quickly. So, Google... We, we got written out of the will about a month ago. Google Translate, okay? I typed in, you know, you have a collect call from Madison County Jail, you know, from inmate Nick Rogers. Would oh, you shit. like to accept? His so That's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. And, you know, I had this whole story, got in a fight at the casino, blah, blah, blah. Because everybody, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big guy, but I have a big heart. Like, I'm not, I'm not a tough guy. I don't pretend to be a tough guy. Um... But, I mean, if I get pushed to a limit, I can get kind of crazy. And basically, that was the whole story. I get, you know, I got pushed too far. and His dad didn't speak to us for, like, a month. Oh, he was pissed. Yeah. So his was dad pissed. was, like, in the car getting ready to go to the jail to bail him out. Like, he, they literally thought he was in jail. And, um, oh, here's what I found out about my in-laws. And I love them dearly. Mm-hmm. His mom said to his dad, should we call Leanne? And he said, No. And I'm like, oh, I see. So no, my husband gets arrested. I will say that about my parents. For your son. They they are ride or dies. Like there they, you go. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? But no, his dad, like literally, his dad was in the car. It, it took to it go. took a minute for him. I think that was one of those times where I like, okay, I might have went a little far with that. Yeah, I, now I know my limit. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we're probably not in the will anymore, but that's all right. Yeah, it was that's worth it. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth the laughs. Oh. Right. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So that's what we do in our free time, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All you guys do is run around, sell houses, uh, and then funny online. And goofy. Do you guys have a YouTube page? By we case? don't. Why we not? Should. I mean, like, just compile them. Yeah. Throw them on there. It's pretty. It's easier. To so do. we we've talked about because I mean, honestly, a lot of times when we monetize yourselves, when we <laughs> when we post a lot of that stuff, everybody's like, you know, oh, you guys need a reality TV show type thing. So I I have. Told her, I was like, you know, it's not that hard to, to vlog for a day and, you know, have some of that authentic interaction and stuff in. And so, I mean, the thoughts been there. We've just never really pulled the trigger. Yeah. So. There's, it's, it also feels vain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, who would think our life is interesting? Well, yeah. Who would have a podcast hosted by themselves? <laughs> and it, introduce themselves it. four times when they start the podcast. Yes. Yeah. No, it's um, it's a very vain feeling. But I think if you guys are just authentic, which you right. are. it. Yeah. It inspires other people to be funny online. Did you guys see me and Casey's interaction the other day? I love your Instagram stories. Like, you're, like, I just love it. Can you guys write a parenting book? Because Well, <laughs> we're pretty well, like doggone close to it. a marriage book. It is a marriage book. So I posted this picture over last weekend. I love it. And then the, I, flattering. I woke up the next morning to this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. So it's not exactly most. Well, that's on Facebook, and all of your friends keep commenting on the same thing, and they keep saying, "Hey, we should keep commenting this on every week because it keeps populating yes. people." I speak. love it. 
it'll keep it in the algorithm. Uh, I love it. Screw Mark Zuckerberg. Right. I don't want that in the algorithm anymore. I'm already embarrassed enough. Right. <laughs> For sure. But yeah, life's short. I think yep. that's the nice thing about being young people in business. Right. Um, you guys obviously are young people in business, especially mm-hmm. in a, you know, an older community like this one. Yeah, um, and more and more young people are getting right. in business. So yep. you know, levity is a beautiful thing. And I think... Mm-hmm. You guys inspire people. I'll say it that way. Well, and it's interesting that you mentioned that, like, because you're 25, and I'm like, wow, I feel really old because we're 34. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the tail the tail end of my coaching career at Pendleton, I mean, you were going through all your wrestling phase. and Yeah. So you were uh, in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And, well, uh, my wife and I actually never met in high school. Casey graduated before I even got to my freshman right. year. Oh, my gosh. I know. Wow. Well, early in my career, you know, 11 or so years ago, um, people, I would have clients, you know, especially older clients would be like, how old are you, honey? Have you ever sold a house? Have you ever even bought a house? You know, little did they know that like when I was two years old, I was going around with my parents showing homes and stuff. So I probably knew a lot. Um, but I just told Nick this the other day, I was like, nobody asks me how old I am anymore. Like this, this kind of sucks. I'm at this point in my career where like. I'm not young, but I'm not old. Hell no. But like I know, like I know a lot. I've done. I've literally sold hundreds and hundreds of homes. But yeah, I'm like nobody asks me how old I am and how many homes I've sold. I used to get so offended when they would do that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I just wish someone would ask me that. Well, <laughs> how many homes have you sold? Oh, at at least you don't get all the big jokes. He does get big jokes. Yeah, I've made a couple already today. <laughs> Part of that is like you don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not around people right. who are six foot nine. Yeah. Well, and like, and I'm not. I'm not your traditional, you know, long, lanky, tall guy. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, you look at me and like your first thought is, "Wow, this dude is an old offensive." tackle yep or he in his past life he's you know in the wwe like he's a professional wrestler so we had this client once that they were my clients and i had to have nick show them a home because my schedule is crazy and you know the market we had to get him in to see it and so he shows it to him and it's just like a little ranch like in fall creek heights type thing and apparently they were wondering there was something on the roof they're like that's kind of weird is it soft and so nick just reached his hand up there and touched it because, you know, it's not a tall house. And he's like, oh, yeah, it feels pretty solid. I don't know. We'll have your inspector look at it. So they ended up buying that house. When I went to show them the next house, they are like, well, and they were joking, of course. They're like, you know, I think we're just going to go with Nick now because he can just, like, reach up and touch the roof and feel <laughs> if there's a problem or not. Yeah. And I was like, really? I can't compete with that. Yeah. You should be a home inspector. And that's yeah. how you do it. Don't even take a ladder with you. Well, it was, yes. it was funny. I saw last night. Last night or this morning, Leanne had post or a time hop picture on Facebook had popped up, and it was me at the ballpark. I saw that one this yes, morning, yes. talking to somebody, and I'm resting on top of you know like the six foot privacy fence, like you know talking down to them. And most normal people would just talk through the fence, right? Which I could have, but, but that I, big yellow thing, yes, yeah, yeah, the big way. yellow things at the top of the fence. It is a cute picture. I saw that one this morning as well. <laughs> I looked at that and I was yeah. like, man. He's a giant human. Right. Yeah, it's just, and he wears a size 18 shoe. Like, that's a whole nother level. Right. It's, 18. I mean, you got a special order, though. Oh, my gosh. Your girls are going to be stars. I, I told Leanne, because, you know, I have a absolute ridiculous foot. Leanne also has a pretty big size. I, have a, shoe. I wear an 11 for yeah. women's, which is big. So, yeah. I mean, we, we don't really kids. know what to expect. Like, Brinkley. She's going to be 6'4". Brinkley's 8. 
and is essentially in a women's shoe now. Women's six. Um, like her teacher's like, I loved her shoes, and I'm like, well, you, you borrow you them. Probably you borrow them, them. yeah. I'm sure that's And I mean, Hadley is she hasn't turned six yet. Hadley's foot is bigger than Brinkley's. They're almost the same size. So I'm like, I'm worried. I'm like, what happens if they have like a 13 or bigger, you know, woman's foot? I'm like, we need, we might need to be making a mm-hmm. shoe company or something for. Ladies, you know, uh huh, you could, or or start making some phone calls to you know WNBA players and athletes mm-hmm. to say like, hey. well, if your feet are that big, they might as well be swimmers because they've got flippers. <laughs> exactly, and that's like their least favorite thing to do. Yes. <laughs> so. Well, if grandma's getting a pool, then <laughs> yes, it should work out. That'd be so. fun. That's perfect for grandkids. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys obviously work with your family. Yes. There's right. a lot of. Um, Dynamics? Dynamics, yeah. I was going to say there's different kinds of stressors, right? right? There's different types of relationships. Mm-hmm. Most people go to work and turn it off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, most people go to family engagements and don't talk about work. Um, so let's kind of talk about what it is like to work with your family, joke with your family, live with your family, and all that kind of yeah. interaction. I think it, it's, it's honestly, it's probably, it's probably different between the two of us because... You know, married I, in. I'm, yeah. I'm married in. She's, she's been around so long, right? That it's not you know, twenty years, man. Yeah, that's a long time. Like you are definitely part of the family, but right. <laughs> there was a time when we were actually remodeling a home. I was pregnant with the first pregnancy. First pregnancy, and we had to move in with my parents because the house wasn't ready yet. So I lived with them, worked with them. I was pregnant. It was awful. So <laughs> now my mom loved it. Like she would, and Nick loved it. Don't let him feel you. Because oh, no, I loved it. He would come home, and, like, we lived upstairs, basically. And I'm like, where are you? He's like, I'm down here talking to your parents. I'm like, hello, come on. Like, we were just married. Like, we still yeah. missed each other, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> um, you know, my mom's like, I'll make you dinner. I'm going to make you yeah. laundry. Like, he would have lived there are, forever. Are you still hungry? I'm like, yeah. A grilled cheese would sound amazing right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she literally loves it. To this day, if we were like, Mom, we're going to move in with you, she would just love it. And my dad would, too. So, um, they love it. For us, I mean, it really works. I don't think it would work for every family, but for us, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely days where it, things are hard. Mm-hmm. And because there is so much commingling of business and, you know, family life, you know, it does get hard and, you know, different attitudes in life and stuff like that. But I would say more times than not, it's beneficial. We love it. You know, when we go on vacation, people cover us. When they're on vacation, we cover them. And who can you trust more than your family? Right. You know, there, there's nobody you can trust more than your family. And again, it goes back to the fact that, like, we're not idiots. Like, not every kid of a successful business person is going to be good at what they do. Right. Um, so, I, so my parents are lucky, you know, of course. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that's good. Um, you know, everybody has their own role. And I think that's key, too. Um, everybody's found their little place in the business and the team. And that helps a lot too, because we, you know, we all, um, cancel out each other's weaknesses. Yeah. It's all about awesome. seats on the bus. Everybody's got a seat on the bus. Absolutely. So my mom and I are a lot alike. My dad and Nick are a lot alike and it just kind of works, um, works really well together. I would kind of add to that, that I don't know that every family, every family can have a family business. And have family members that work for him. But I don't know. Like, I, I think it takes it takes a special group to be able to kind of work at a high level. Mm-hmm. And also kind of have that relationship outside. 
Um, you know, like Leanne said, you know, yes, there's days that are tough, but I think we have learned the skill to really, it's not always possible, but I would say most of the time to really kind of shut that off if it was a bad day. Mm-hmm. And when you get back together, you know, you kind of, you, you know, Tim, Tim loves racing. So you're talking about NASCAR, so, you know, something else mm-hmm. that's just not on that path and you just kind of try to stay away from it until the next day. And then when, you know, when you're working, you know, you can try to, you know, hash it out or something. I always joke with my dad that his office, he needs one of those like shrink chairs, you know, like where you lay down. Cause I'm like, okay, dad, I need a console. And like, I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm in tears. Sometimes I'm scared. I'm worried. It's like, he's like the counselor and he is so like steady. Right. Like, he's not going to get too high. He's not going to get he, too low. He has, like, a, he has just, a very good baseline where, yes. you know, I we tend, can get a little excited. I, I tend to be like a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, so, so, I'm like, I need a consult. I need, where's your shrink chair? I'm just going to lay here and I need you to counsel me, you know? So, you're always still going to need your parents. And even, you know, I've been in the business 11 years. They've been in this like 30 years. Yeah. And there's still stuff that comes up that we're like, we're going to have to consult somebody. Yeah. So um, luckily we have. Um, but we also have that benefit to be able to go and, and talk to somebody who has that much experience. Like I can't even imagine um, what it's like to enter into this business and just have somebody give you a couple signs, mm-hmm. print some business cards and be like, all right. You know, that's go. why there's a short life expectancy for not life expectancy, right. but career expectancy yeah. for right. most realtors. I think like 85 percent don't make it. Well, I mean, literally right now, my five year old could put a sign in the yard and sell a house. Yeah, that's probably because true. the market is so crazy. You know, um, but that's the easy part. The easy part is finding the buyer. The hard part is getting it to closing and getting through all the ins and outs and stuff like that. Yeah, so, dealing, dealing with all the crazy, you know, yeah. curveballs that come after you get something sold. So yeah, it's nice. um you know, hats off to people that, that can enter that and just start doing it without. We work primarily with families, and right. I feel like they relate to us because we are a family. As you've got two kids screaming behind you yes. in the Absolutely. back of the car. As you're like, I'm trying. so sorry, and I'm like, dude, it's fine. Or they bring their kids, and I'm like, I'll watch your kids. You look at the house. Like, it's it just works, and that's our clientele. You know, we, we work with a lot of families. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we work with all kinds, but, um, you know, and I think that helps them to relate to us. And I think there's some trust when you say family business. That's why people advertise all the time, family business, right. family hardware store, family whatever. I think there's some trust in that, that it's been built over generations um, and that it's family. Um, and I think people you know, want to support you um, in what you're doing. At least we've found, right. we've found that to be true. Well, I mean, so, you also got to understand kind of we're kind of a niche market. I mean, that's mm-hmm. we're an older town that's that's growing. So you know, there are lots of new people coming in, but there's also people that have been here for many, many, many years. Uh, only, but this only happened maybe once or twice. But my favorite is when you know I'm working with another agent, and something goes sideways, and they're mad at me, and they're like, "I'm gonna call your boss," do and it. I'm like, "Do it." <laughs> I'll call, I'll call him for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting in my living room watching my kids right now. Yeah. <laughs> call my boss. <laughs> He's babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> and he will. I mean, they're not afraid to call us out. Like, if we do, I mean, my parents are tough. Like, you know, right. like, they have a high standard. They have a high standard for their agents. They have a high standard for their family. They are not easy on us because no. we are their kids. Treated equal. Yeah. Maybe harder. What, what is my number one fear, probably, in my business is 
disappointing them. Right. And I don't mean that like they're going to be mad if I don't have enough sales or whatever, but I want to make them proud. I want to make them. It's kind of not meeting or exceeding that bar that's been. Yeah. They have set in their like just their ethics and morals and stuff. It's like the bar is so high, you know, and that makes us strives to be better. Right. But, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint them. I want to carry on that tradition and the reputation that they have. You could even call it a legacy. A legacy, hence the name. You know, we changed that like five or six years ago um, to make it a little shorter. It was Remax Real Estate Services. And then dad, that was my dad's idea, actually. He's like, I'm going to make it Remax Legacy. And then the legacy thing has just kind of taken off. Yeah. Because truly, it is. Right. It is a legacy. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. every parent's dream. Yeah. It really is, especially in family businesses. The Absolutely. perpetuation, the family, right. you know, aspect. Business is hard. Business is messy. People right. get, I mean, mm-hmm. but it's still business. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Sometimes it's just business. It's mm-hmm. just business. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, feelings can get hurt and people can get irritated with each other and whatever. And we still go to the lake and we smile move on. And drink. Yeah, exactly. we move on with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, like, somebody's got to watch the kids. So yeah. <laughs> you really don't have a chance to be mad. Right. Do you know who has all the secrets in the world? That's our assistant that's been with us for like, oh, oh like, Almost get her years. on the podcast. <laughs> Spill the beans. The yes. tea. The yes. tea. She could write a book probably. Melanie, bring the tea. She sees all the ins and outs. I remember being pregnant and I was like, I was putting up Christmas decoration. I was decorating the tree and she sat at her desk and I was just like in tears. I was like, I'm so scared about having this baby. What's going to happen when I have this baby? And so she's talking, talking me through it and stuff, you know. So truly, she's not family, but she feels like family. Yeah, she's family. She's been through. She's seen all the good, bad, the ugly, you know. I mean. All the things. She's She's been there when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. She saw me sink a car. Yeah. Sink a car. Yeah. In the Ford. You don't. The fjord. You, the fjord. You haven't heard that story. Hi, Nick. Why don't you tell that story? <laughs> <laughs> tell that so, story to our listeners. So I. Everybody I was, knows the Ford we're talking about, right? Yes. Everybody, everybody from Pendleton knows. Everybody knows. There's only one fjord. There's like fjord. Uh, to me, there's only one fjord in the world. Yeah. yeah not <laughs> even the one from um, Elsa and Anna's world. Right. right. That's a different fjord. Different right. one. This is before they had the gates and stuff shutting it off. Yes. So the gates were there, but Wasn't the gates the gates yet. were not closed. And I was actually finishing up my last semester of college student teaching but I was also working for them, you know, doing grunt work, taking signs, you know, uh, packets for houses, stuff like that. So I had was done at school. I came, got some stuff that I needed to do, and I actually was coming from Markleville, so I was coming through the fjord a different direction than I'd ever gone before. And the gate was not shut, so I got to it, and... I was like, because I'm not from here. I'm Anderson. I was Anderson, you know, born and raised until about 12, 13 years old. Yeah. So the times that I'd ever been to it from the opposite direction, and it was always really low, I didn't really know how deep it was. (laughs) So I'm like, "Ah, I don't know, like, how deep the road dips here. So I got my front tires in it. Uh And at the time, I was driving a probably like a 98 Monte Carlo and uh, maroon. (laughs) got my front wheels in and i was like you know this probably is not a good idea so i put it in reverse well it's a front wheel drive car i you know press the gas pretty hard because you know i'm like i'm already in water wheels spin and it just rolls in 
So, oh no, yeah. So oh, no. I immediately, I'm like, you have that kind of like, oh shit moment. Yeah. And took you downstream pretty far. It, yeah, it took me in. I mean, the water was moving enough where <laughs> it, it tilted, it like moved the car. <sighs> so I'm sitting in here and I'm like, okay, I'm not getting out. Like this engine box flooded. And in the back seat, I have kind of my my MacBook with my entire, you know, student teaching <clears throat> portfolio. portfolio on. So I immediately grab that, roll the window down, put it on top of the car, and then the water starts coming in. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So you can Calls imagine. me, and I was like, call 911. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm not going to pull you out of this. Right. So, you know, you can imagine the six nine you know 350 pound man trying to he was ex- sitting on the hood of the car which is, escape which out the side window no my dad the best part is my dad was a volunteer fireman so he gets a page he and my mom were at lunch and he gets a page that's and it says it's a run and it was like he goes mom said what was it? he goes oh some idiot stuck in the 40 in Little did he know that it was his son-in-law. It was his idiot. Yes, and and my dad idiot. owned the vehicle. He owned the vehicle. So. so I start to hear the sirens. And I know, like at this time, her dad was still super active in the fire department. And I know I have lots of friends in the fire department. I'm preparing myself. I'm like, this is going to be terrible. So they pull up. I'm already embarrassed. And I think it was Matt Alm and... Matt Alm walks up. He's got his like little life preserver vest. Matt Alm's a tall guy too. I mean, he's probably yeah. six six, and um, he walks. That's all, but he's he's six. He's he's a tall guy. He's a tall guy. So Matt, how tall are you? <laughs> so he walks up. He's got the little you know, the quote unquote life buoy type thing, and he tosses it to me. So I kind of slide off the top of the car, holding the buoy like tucked under my arm and holding my laptop above my head, and I mean it probably. I don't know. Was it was it was it was maybe thigh thigh deep, and I walk out or whatever, and then I see down the long stretch, I see Leanne's dad approaching. I'm like, oh, this ought to be good. So he just looks. I don't even think he said anything to me. He just he didn't even take him home. He made him ride the tow truck. I had home. to ride in the freaking wrecker wrecker back, truck with, back yeah. to the house. Yeah. So that was your lesson. So he, I'm he, not mad. I'm just disappointed. No, let me tell. Okay. Let me tell. Okay. <laughs> the best part is literally I I make it to State Street where Leanne's parents live. I get out. They let the car off or whatever. And I, I must have, I must have, she, she, Leanne took Nick me came home. inside and plopped on the couch, like, oh, uh, you know, exhausted. My dad looked at him and he was like, son, get out there and start pailing water. Because it was full of water. The car is full of water. So the, the story Tim tells is he, he gets home. He opens the door to the car. Of course, there's water everywhere. In water there. flows out. And Tim will tell you to this day, he was like, when I opened that door, I had to start laughing because all I saw was just like floating, floating French fries. <laughs> Blowing out of the car into the driveway. You know, I mean, the stuff that just gets under your seat. Oh, yeah. All sorts of stuff. Well, I bet it was a clean interior. Yes. That's a detail. Yes, job. that was yeah, detailed. Yeah. So he was like, I'm, this, is, this is how I'm going to make it a teachable moment for him. I'm going to make him go out there with a little child's sand pail. And, he literally had to peel the water. And had to start it. getting that water. And he out. was like, "No, I'm saving that vehicle. We're gonna." No, it was totally. It was like, done. There's. It was sunk. So yes, so. that's that's another story that Nick. Yeah, Nick gets a lot of the good stories for yeah. sure. So 
That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's part of uh, this small town community. Everybody right. knows where it's at because. Yep. And now, if you don't know where it's at, now you know the worst case scenario. For like two years after that, people would text him or call him when it rained really heavy, and they're like, "Be careful, yeah, today. stay so away." Literally, I just drove through the Ford the other day. I had to stop and take a video and say, "I'm at Nick's favorite spot," you know. And the thought crosses my mind: like I'm in a big old expedition, and the water's not high, but I'm like, "Oh no, oh no." Yeah. I, I, the Ford makes me nervous. Right. Yeah. I am nervous. But again, Take he it was fast. in his early 20s. The frontal lobe was not developed of the brain. Yep, right. like we talked about. So, yeah. He's come, he's come a long way. <laughs> so, anyway. Better you than me. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I know a lot of people have done the exact same thing. Right. People yep. do it all the time. Yep. People don't know what it is for the most part. Well, they have gates now. But yeah. someone has to actually go out and manually shut them. Yeah, it's raining. So, I don't want to go outside. And exactly. Do that. And it's Whose hard. job is that? Right. right. Is exactly. that the city's job or the town's job? Is that the, the guy's neighbors? house that works right there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it says on this. I don't. It may be. I don't know if it's the residence. Like I don't know if they have something worked out. But I believe the sign says something about like. The sheriff or something oh, like yeah, that. Okay. So, yeah, they're just tired of sending resources to pull dummies right. out of the water. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I mean, they're they're big freaking gates. I mean, they're they swing huge. enough to literally like you can't yeah. go around them. Mm-hmm. So they're idiot. That definitely would have helped me out that day. Yes. <laughs> Going back in time, if only we could. Yes. If only we could. Yes, absolutely. So then let's kind of that's the good fun. Fast stories that we do have. Let's kind of talk about the market right now since we are realtors and obviously we're in South Madison County, which is an insane place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Insane place Mm -hmm. right now for anybody who's looking to buy or heck, even anybody who's looking to sell. Um, What's your suggestions? What is the forecast? What's kind of impacting what here? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it it is a crazy market and you're hearing more and more of that. You know, people are like, I bid twenty grand over asking price, gave him my firstborn child, <laughs> and season tickets to the Pacers, and I still didn't get the house. And that's true. Like, it's it's insane. And the problem is, not, not really the problem, but the reason this is happening is our inventory is so low. We usually should have, like, what, six months of inventory or something, and we're, like, we have, like, 30 days of inventory. Um, so, obviously, that creates a demand. It's a seller's market. There's no denying that at all. It's a seller's market. So you can sell your house. Guarantee most people, you know, listening, whatever, have some equity in their home, a lot of equity in their home. And Nick and I have equity in our home. We can sell it and sell it high. Um, You kind of pay for it because you turn around and you have to buy high. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we're seeing 10, 20 grand over asking price, sometimes more. Um, We're seeing people waive inspections. We're seeing people do pay cash no appraisal um like a rich uncle is like i'll just pay cash for it for you so you can get it we'll refinance i'm like where's my rich uncle yeah (laughs) um exactly and people think you know cash is king yeah yeah totally get that you are not going to get a deal just because it's because it's cash um if you have a cash offer you're still gonna have to bid high because you know people people don't care if it's cash or not like you know, if so, you're cash and you're still gonna wait the same amount, like you know, kind of that thirty day period, because mm-hmm. you have to, you know, pull it out from wherever. You know, somebody else would say, "Well, I'll just take it." You know, well, I'll accept a normal loan that's you know sixty grand over asking price and just so deal with the consequences here's later. A good, here's a good one for you. We just had a record breaker. We had a home that was for sale 
it was, I think it was last Friday. We had 96 showings, That's 96, insane. 45 offers. It took nine hours just to go through all the offers, 45 offers. I feel bad for the buyers. I really do because you know, that's so hard. And for the seller, even when you're looking at 45 offers, they're all fantastic offers. Right. You know, it used to be five, six years ago. They're like, oh, we'll come in about 10 grand under. Maybe we can negotiate a little bit right. and, you know, come to an agreement. Like there's none of that now. So I really do feel bad for the buyers. But yeah, I mean, 45 offers, how do you even choose? There's so many good ones. There's so many great ones with great financing, waiving things, you know, making it great for the seller. You know, we're seeing a lot of rip backs. Like we close in 30 days, but then we'll lease the home to you for two months um, and free, free of charge. So you just can live in the house for two extra months um, while your house is being built or while you find another home, that kind of thing. So, um, and a big question we get a lot right now is, um, you know, I don't want to sell because I have nowhere to go. I could probably have a hundred listings today of people I know who would sell their house. Yeah, they want to. They want to cash they don't out. Want to sell because they have nowhere to go. Or your inventory is yeah. so low. You're doing the same thing, but for yourself now. Now right. you're one of the 45. Yeah. I'd rather exactly. be the one who's got a place to lay their head at night. And they don't want to be quote unquote homeless. homeless. And I get that. And I always tell them like, you know, we've never had to move anybody in with us, but we will <laughs> if we have to. Um, we got a spare bedroom. Yeah, we got a spare bedroom. <laughs> I hope you like kids. Um, but I forget where I was going with this, but, oh, and here's what they're predicting. Okay. They're predicting that even in the year, next year or year it could be 20 or 30% higher. So, you know, home prices are really high right now. So why would I buy now? Well, in a year it could be 20 or 30% higher. Mm. So, you know, the people that bought now, you know, are glad they didn't buy next year because it would be a little bit higher. So, and that's also good for your property values too, because obviously those are going to continue to increase. So at, it's crazy. It's, we've never seen anything like it. Um, we are still getting clients homes. You know, we still sell homes every day. Um, you know, obviously listings, if you get a listing, obviously it's going to sell. Um, and I think if your home doesn't sell and it's on the market that in this market, it speaks for itself. There's a right. problem, you know, it's either Something's probably the price or condition of the home for whatever reason buyers aren't digging. Um, so yeah, I mean, nowadays, like people are like that home was on the market for two days. What's wrong with it? You know, we're, we used to be, we would have 30, 60 day market times and now it's just so, so, so quick. So building, there's a lot of building going on. Um, costs are up. Costs are up. But here's how I look at it. And I don't know. This is not scientific based. I am not a mathematician. I am not an economist <laughs> yeah, or anything. They, they, that's the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to me, it's like this. Okay. You're going to go on the market to buy a house. And there's 45 offers. You have to pay 30 grand over. Waive inspections, which I do not like. I never right. recommend that. My clients do that. If they choose to do that, that's fine. But I'm going to tell them in writing, I do not condone this because that's scary. Um, so you go to market. You deal with all of that. You end up paying 30 grand over asking price for a house you don't really even like that much. Mm -hmm. It's probably not worth 30 grand over. Or you go to build a home. It's going to cost a little bit more than it did a couple years ago, but you're still probably cheaper than paying 30 grand over right. asking price. And you get exactly what you, you want. Get exactly you what chose you want. it. And yes. it's brand new. So I feel like it's kind of a wash. And not everybody wants a new construction home. Not everybody wants to wait for it to be built and all that. But we do have a lot of people. And I'll tell you what's crazy is I'll tell you who's making bank right now. The people who signed a building contract six to nine months ago. 
the builders aren't making bank, but the cost of lumber, the cost of everything has gone up. Mm -hmm. So, but you agree to that price nine months ago and builders, and this never happens. Builders are actually letting people, if you want to get out of your contract, that's fine because they know they could turn around and get way more money for that lot. Yeah, they're going to sell it for even more. So we had a client who was like, I'm getting transferred for my job. We haven't even finished building this house. What are we going to do? We're just going to cancel the contract. And I'm like, no, finish it, build it, put it on the market, pay me to sell it. And you're still going to make a ton of money because it was priced nine months ago, mm -hmm. right. you know? How do capital gains tax work on things like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's your arena. <laughs> you tell us. We are not attorneys. We are not accountants. Right. You need to consult your advisors. And those are short-term gains, that's folks. You're paying tax we, on that. That's what we say. <laughs> so we're so, income. Yep. So, um, yeah, finish the build. Build it and then sell it. And It's still cash in the pocket, so right. don't not sell it because of taxes. And I, will, I will say this, too. Our, yes. You know, when I started in the business... I think we would say kind of that, you know, if you had a first time home buyer, that first house is maybe, you know, three to five year house. And we are seeing a lot more people now that, you know, when you get to closing and you're filling out that, you know, tax form that says, you know, have you lived here, you know, the last three of the last five years, three of the last five years, there's some of them where it's like, uh, you know, they're right on the borderline of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just, I, it's a great time to, you know, to be in this industry. It's a great time, you know, to try to get out and, you know, flush out some of your equity well, that you I have. Well, I think this is one of those times that we're glad, like, we keep our team pretty small. Like, we, we have a small team and everybody on our team is very experienced, um, like abnormally experienced. I've got 11 years. He's got six years. One of our agents has 20 years. The other one has 18. Like, it's crazy how much experience that we have. Right now, buyer's agents, a lot of teams hire buyer's agents because they're cheap and you can, you know, have them go out and be your, your footman, basically. Well, they're starting right now because there's no homes to get. And, and you may have to write 10 offers before you sell one home. So in times like this is when we're glad that we do keep things low and lean because... You just never know. Um, right. People are like, oh, you must be suffering so bad. And we're not, you know, because we do keep our team pretty small. Um, and, and for every person who's like, I'm never going to sell in this market, there's just people that are like, I'm going to take total advantage of right. that. So, you know, I think it'll clear out. There are so many realtors right now. Like, because the market has been so good, everybody and their brother got their real estate license. I probably take at least two calls a week from people that say, I wanted to get in the business. I want to get in the business. How do I start? What do I do? And I think we'll see that change. And I think it's good and bad. Of course, you know, I want everybody, there's, there's room for everybody in this business. If you want to be a realtor, yeah. be a realtor. That's great. Um, but there's a lot of bad ones. Um, bad in the sense that the, you know, do something that gives us a bad rap, you know, like used car salesman type mm -hmm. rap. And we don't, we don't like that, but um, those people will filter out because there's no business for them. And right. if you're not professional and you're not, you know, a big hitter, you're probably going to end up going on to something else because there's just not enough money to be Well, made. and I think there's, it's also a lot of people, a lot of clients that we meet, they're, they kind of have the thought process of, oh my gosh, you know, your, your job is so fun because they see going and, you know, going and looking at all these houses, but they don't, they don't look at the back end, the stuff that's done in the office or, you know, somebody, you know, trying to negotiate a really tough inspection response and, you know, 
yeah. really getting down in you know the dirt to you know try to get what's what's right for your client and um, I think that's where some of this comes like people people see like oh my gosh like I can go into this and make so much money and, your schedule's so great and then you know? and then they come in <laughs> it's not <laughs> and you know you're writing 10 12 offers and you're like you know what what the hell am I doing wrong mm -hmm. and honestly it's, it's maybe not something you're doing wrong it's just that's that's how freaking competitive and difficult it is yeah. but I'm saying this right now for any seller who's listening anybody who owns a home if it were me you need to cash out in my opinion could you wait a year and things get better maybe but if it were me I would cash out 100% because you probably have so much equity in your home I mean, you, you've got a historic market in yeah. front of you right now. Yeah. Um, and low interest rates. So people that yeah. shouldn't be buying $400,000 houses are spending 400000 and, it, and it's interesting to me. You know, it's mm -hmm. a, you know we're, we're in the financial world. Yeah. Interest rates will mm -hmm. creep back up. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. what will help the market is people that shouldn't be, you know, right. spending as much and making 30000 over asking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The bank will let them. Exactly. So, and, you know, since I've been in the business, interest rates have gone down every year. And they keep saying they're never going to get any better. They're never going to get better. They always get better. And I would say the past couple of years, they've probably stayed very similar. Every once in a while, they'll bounce a little lower or a little higher. Um, but they've been pretty similar. Like, I was just looking at the mortgage. Our latest mortgage was five years ago. And our interest rate's pretty good. Like, I wouldn't refi because it wouldn't help us at all. Um, so five years ago, you know, they were still really good. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like people can afford more home than they think because interest rates are lower. They can put a bigger down payment down because they just made a ton of money on their house. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, good and bad for sure. They're saying there's going to be a flood of foreclosures because of the no eviction thing. And they're not, you know, they're not foreclosing on any homes. I, I don't know that I foresee that. I don't know that I totally agree with that prediction. I think there will be a lot of renters who will be evicted right. because... You know, right now you can't, they just are taking advantage of not paying. And there's some people who are suffering. Like, I'm not going to say that's not true. They're suffering. They can't find work. Um, but in terms of homes, I, I don't think we'll see a big flood. I told Nick the other day, I'm like, I don't remember the last time I, I showed a foreclosure, a foreclosed home. Right. Whereas, you know, seven or eight years ago, every day we're showing foreclosed homes. So yeah. there's not a lot of them on the market. They say that they're going to come back. Um, and that people, you know, are going to lose their homes because of this whole economic and, you know, pandemic thing. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, That's, only time will tell. Only right. time will tell. And I hope it doesn't happen. I don't want people yeah, to foreclose on their know. homes. But um, there's some people who took the forbearance of their mortgage and haven't paid their mortgage in over a year. And, you know, they're going to realize once that ends that they owe a lot of money and they owe a lot of penal you know, penalties. I think they're waiving some of them. But... Um, you know, and then they call us to sell and they're like, we only owe this much. Well, when you get your final payoff, then they add on all those payments that you didn't pay and all your interest and all your penalties. And then they may end up owing money and not be able to get out of their home. Yeah. And that's where we're going to see a problem for sure. Um, in some cases. So, yeah, so it's wild. I don't want people to be too discouraged. Um, we're still selling homes every day. People are still buying and selling. Um, but it's a little crazy. And now more than ever, you need a real estate agent that you trust. Um, it, you know, doesn't have to be us. Doesn't, you know, I don't care who you use. Use somebody you trust, somebody you know. Interview your realtor. Like people who don't interview their realtor, like you're crazy, uh, because you're gonna work so closely with this person 
you want to know, like, first of all, do I vibe with you? Do you, we have the same goals? Um, you know, how's your communication? How do I, you know, how do I reach you? Am I talking to you? Am I talking to your assistant? Am I talking to one of your brand new agents who's never sold a home before? And, you know, interview your realtor, get somebody that you really trust. And then guess what? I'm going to hold your hand and we're going <laughs> to run and we're going to try so hard to get you a house. And we're gonna—it's gonna be ups and downs. We're gonna lose some offers. That's right. just the way it's gonna be. Yeah, you're definitely—you're definitely—you know—I equate this market to my buyers right now. It's a boxing match, yeah. and like there are going to be some rounds where you're gonna take a shot and you're gonna be face down on the mat. Yep. You gotta be able to, you know, put your fist down, mm -hmm. get back up, and you know, kind of get kind of get your gloves back in front of your face, mm -hmm. and you know. We we may like I said we may we may get knocked down you know two three rounds in a row, but you know eventually we'll snag you one. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get snag one. Snag you one for sure. So yeah, so things have changed. It's just it's just different and it's evolving every day. And even you know my mom's been in the business thirty years. She's never seen anything like this. You know it just gets it's just. And I will say this also. You know I feel like when you hear, you know. Fox News, Fox Money, you know, MSNBC, when you hear a lot of these places that are talking, you hear real estate pundits talk, they're talking nationally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we all know that Madison County, even breaking it down further than that, South Madison County, Hamilton, Hancock, it's kind of its own little microcosm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily react like other places in the world. Right. Um, so, you know, you can hear one thing on TV and it could be totally irrelevant. Yeah, New York and California, people are fleeing that. People right. are coming back to the Midwest where things are cheaper right. and, you know, money goes a lot farther and it's a little bit more spread out. And you're Even not on locally, top of everybody. people are flooding from Hamilton County to Madison County because, yeah. number one, it's cheaper. Number two, less competition. So right. 45 offers instead of, I don't know, 100. I don't know. And, um, you know, they, they want to, they can take their kids to whatever school they want, that kind of stuff. So there's some free choice there, but, and they like still the small town feel of Pendleton, which right. don't we all. Mm -hmm. And I think Pendleton's doing a good job of trying to save that and keep it as small town feel as they can, but have the amenities. Well, that's what I love about it. I mean, we live here and if we want to go to HTC for dinner, it's like 10 minutes away right. and we... But then when I'm driving that traffic every day, I'm like, gosh, I'm glad I don't live down here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so that's a benefit too. Um, but then also, I hate it for my Madison County buyers because it's like all these Hamilton County people come down and they're like, this is so cheap. I'll ball right. for thirty grand over. I've never seen anything so cheap. You know. So it it's kind of give and take a little bit. Yeah, we're so. we're learning how to deal with all of it. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. we're gonna be here to figure it out with everybody else. Right. And that's the thing. Just. Yeah, just grab my hand. Let's go. Let's yeah, I've, I've seen that TikTok. Figure this out. Yeah. We're going to figure this out, you know? Um, so, anyways, and I don't know how you guys, you know, we, we look at usually the West Coast for market um, predictions. I don't know if you guys do in the finance world, too. Just kind of things that start to happen out there eventually trickle our way. Um, you mentioned, you know, L.A. and New York. Yeah, everybody's getting out of there. Yep, for sure. Especially if tax laws changes, it's going to be really good to stay in different kinds of states than those. Right. Absolutely. And I think don't panic. There's a lot of information and misinformation right now. You better sell your house or you're never going to make any money on it. Even though I was just like, you better sell your house. You, right. you probably should. Um, 
but you can play your cards. You know, you can play your cards. It could be could get better. Interest rates could be better. They could get worse. The laws could change and make you do this and do that. And there could be what inheritance tax that's not now that they're saying. Just don't panic. Everybody needs to take a deep breath and just like first of all, if it's going to happen, we have no control over it. So no use to freak out now. Right. Um, consult your advisors. It's your financial advisor. It's your realtors. It's your attorneys. Consult your people and just take a deep breath. Stay calm. We're going through transition. We're going through changes. We've been through a freaking global pandemic. Like Yeah, like that definitely <laughs> was not on my radar. Right. Yeah, not we, for anybody. And that's, you know, that's bonded us, I feel like, as people, as a world. Every single person in this world has been affected by right. COVID. In one way or another. So, you know, we're bonded and it's like we've been through something difficult altogether. And yeah, so that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyways, so that's good. So now here we are. Uh, South Madison is growing. Young businesses are growing. <laughs> yep. Funny people are growing online and should create a YouTube page for all of us. To learn. <laughs> yes. But um, for everybody who's out there that needs a realtor or is looking to get in the market, feel free to call Nick and Leanne. And um, if you guys have any questions on tax or any stuff like that, um, we'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And yeah, don't uh, don't ask us for tax info. Yeah, consult your advisors and we'll go from there. Thank you guys for coming on the show. We Thanks. appreciate it. Yep. Bye. See ya. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.